Hi, guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Dudley, and I am the host and voice behind this podcast and the host and voice behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. Today, we, before we swan dive in, actually, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for your time and energy and giving me a piece of your day when you guys listen to these podcasts. A lot of you have been tagging me in your top listen to podcasts on Spotify as the like 2019 stuff is coming out. And this podcast hasn't been alive that long. Um, So I'm very, very, very appreciative of all of your time and effort and energy. And there's been a lot of you in my DMs messaging me who haven't been in my DMs before and just know that I am welcoming you with open arms. I like to treat my DMs as like a texting conversation with a friend. I love spending a lot of time connecting with you guys because in my mind, we are best friends, even though most of us don't know each other. So I just really, really appreciate all of your time and effort this year and everything that you have given me. I so, so, so greatly appreciate it. You guys are the very, very best. I'm so, so, so blessed and appreciate every single one of you. Okay, now let's swan dive into what I wanted to talk about today. I have been feeling really fatigued and like I've been calling it my human interaction hangover. And I really do have this fantasy. And I've been saying this for years. Every time around like this time of year, I get really, really overwhelmed with the amount of people that I'm interacting with and keep in mind, all of my jobs are people facing. So I teach 22 classes a week. I can be at the store anywhere from like 15 to 30 hours a week, depending on the week. So I'm spending a lot of time with people and like having to be my best self and give them the best version of me because every single interaction that I have with a different client or a different guest in the store is a representation of who I am as a person. So I have to make sure that I'm trying to put my best foot forward all the time. It's a lot of hours to be your best self. And it's very, very challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. So I have this fantasy of booking a hotel room that has like a really good like um, room service menu. And I'm not bringing any clothes to this excursion. I'm going to wear a line pants and a sweatshirt, no bra, no underwear. Then I'm going to go into this hotel room. I'm going to strip down. I'm going to put on their terry cloth robe. I am going to put on all of the seasons of Real Housewives of Dallas. I'm going to binge watch them while I eat room service in a robe. I might take a bubble bath. I might sleep the entire time, but Leanne Lockin or whatever the fuck her name is will be in the background just like singing me a lullaby of craziness when she was, what did she say? She was like, I don't even know. The guys at the roundup. Anyway, that is like my dream come true. I would tell one person from each of my like jobs and then my mother where I'm at and no one else would know. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to go radio silent and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a 24 hour coma of just like room service and Leanne. Anyway, um, it's the holiday season. There's a lot of food and parties and scheduling and you have kids and you're busy, busy, busy. I hear you because I am you. Um, like I said, all of the work that I do is very people facing and it is a stressful time of year. And when we get stressed, we tend to drop the coping mechanisms that help us the very most. 
For me, it's sleep and water. And the irony in that is those are the two most basic human functions and the things that I drill home first with nutrition clients. The first thing that you need to get in alignment is sleep and water. I am someone who needs seven hours of sleep to be a well-functioning human being. I'm mediocre with six hours. I'm okay with six and a half, but I can really run the world with seven hours of sleep which I have a 4.30 a.m. alarm clock. So for me, a 9.30 p.m. bedtime is ideal. Sometimes I'm at the store until 10, 10 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. So it doesn't happen all the time, but that's what we strive for is 9.30 to 4.30 asleep in bed, snoring, dreaming. So they're the two most basic things that I instill in my nutrition clients um, is sleep and water. Because think about it. Your, I let, let's go science. Okay. So sleep is going to help balance your hormones. Your circadian rhythm is based off of sleep. It's the most amount of recovery that you can do in your body because your, your jobs, your body's job is to repair while you sleep. So sleep is super duper important for recovery because it's the only time where your body can focus on just you and fixing all of the things that we've done to our body during the day. Let's talk about water. Water increases your blood volume. Blood volume is super duper important because it carries your oxygen and nutrients to every single cell in the body. When people tell me they don't drink fluids, I literally want to cry. Your blood volume is so, so, so important. If there's a day where I haven't had a ton of water, I'm actually going to eat something that's sodium, or I will actually drink a little bit of salt water to increase my thirst. The salt will increase your blood volume and get more oxygen and nutrients into your bloodstream because you've just increased your blood volume because of the salt saturation. Does that make sense? I just went a little bit sciencey. But anyway, sleep and water. So I make sure that I'm super duper hydrated and that I'm sleeping because if I'm sleeping and I increase my blood volume, that I'm getting more oxygen and nutrients to all of my tissues in my body, which means I'm going to be a higher functioning human being. Those are the two basic, basic, basic things that I do with my nutrition clients is sleep and water. First things first. Um, And those are the first two things that I abandon when I'm stressed. Black Friday was freaking crazy. I don't know if I can talk exact numbers on here, but I work at Lululemon. Our location was number three in the globe for Black Friday. Like to put that into perspective, there was two stores in the entire corporation of Lululemon that beat us on Black Friday. Two were number three. Like it's just bonkers. Like it if you you can't even imagine the number of black stretchy pants that we sold that day. It is absolutely insane. And the way that my schedule worked that day was my lunch break was at 8 a.m., but my shift wasn't over until 2. So by the time like my shift was over, I was starving. The only things that I ate that day were like literally Lindor truffles and an Annie's gluten-free granola bar. I was dying. Um, and then when I got home, my little brother also works for Lululemon. He works for a different location. They had like a potluck situation and somebody brought in a teriyaki, uh, stir fry with quinoa. And oh my God, I housed that thing. I was like veggies, quinoa. This is delicious. I've never had anything better. I'm so happy. The next day I wake up full fledged psoriasis rash. 
I am going to be the first to admit that I don't know everything about everything. I know what foods I typically have in my diet and which ones contain gluten and which ones I have to be mindful of. I don't eat a lot of like Chinese food or anything. So I did not know that teriyaki and soy sauce have gluten in them. I had a full-fledged rash from eating quinoa and broccoli. Do you know how insulting that is? A full-fledged rash because I ate the broccoli. I was just so upset because there were so many other more delicious things that I could have gotten the gluten rash over. And sometimes a gluten rash is worth it. This, while it was delicious, was just frustrating because it was broccoli and not a Wegmans Ultimate Chocolate Chip Cookie. And the fact that I, whatever, it's fine. We're getting over it. So I have a rash and I'm bloated and it is what it is. So let's go back into what I was talking about. We blame the season and I hear it all year long. When I'm doing nutrition coaching in the winter, I'll hear it's the holidays. It's really difficult. There's parties. Um, our schedules are crazy. My kids are in sports, whatever. And in the summer, I hear the same thing. Our schedules are crazy. We're traveling. My kids are at the pool until late at night. So then we just hit the snack bar and then we hit the drive through on the way home because it was really light outside late. So I didn't realize what time it was. And so we blame the season. But the thing is, is we blame the season all year long and it's just us not being consistent. And I am totally calling myself out on doing the exact same thing. So to get my life in check, the first two things that I'm going to do are monitor my sleep, and my water. I'm going to make sure that I'm getting seven hours of sleep at night, adjusting my schedule as needed. If I, my work schedule is pretty much set in stone. There's nothing I can do about it. But if I can sneak in a nap in the middle of the day, I'm going to sneak in a nap. If that means I have to skip the workout that day and not go to the gym midday, that's fine. I need that sleep more than I need that workout because I'm already active and on my feet and the sleep is going to be far more beneficial to me in the long run. I hope that that makes sense. The sleep is far more important for the recovery. My jobs are physically demanding and I will work out like my Apple watch will say, like if I work out for an hour, it'll log an hour or two of activity because of how hustle and bustle my lifestyle is. So for me, the sleep is more important. We talked about the water and the blood volume and the oxygen and nutrients that we need to balance hormones, skin. And here's the thing about the water. When my belly is full of water, it's not going to satiate me for a long time, but it will give me time to make a healthier food choice because I'm not starving. Do you know when you get into that like hole of hunger and you are willing to eat anything while you're making food? Like you will eat cheese out of the bag and then you're going to go into your pantry and you're going to have two spoonfuls of peanut butter while you're making something on the stove and then you find cookies that may or may not be expired but you're going to eat them because you're so dang hungry because you let yourself get too hungry and you're thirsty chug some water sister okay we overcomplicate the process of feeling better right so it's the holidays we ate so much like outside of our normal, consistent lifestyle because it's the holidays and family tradition and there's an emotional tie to food. Um, and if anybody who says that food is an emotional experience, I applaud you because I have a very emotional attachment to food. Um, 
and certain holidays. For example, I don't have an emotional attachment to Thanksgiving food. It's just not my favorite. It's not really my scene. I don't go buck wild. Like it's fine. It's good. It's average. Like I'm not going to hide leftovers from my little brothers. Now, Christmas Eve, I have an emotional attachment to the food. Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the year. My mother makes this linguine with clam sauce. I would bathe in that baptize me in Colleen's clam sauce. Like, oh my God, it is so good. She makes this chicken marsala situation. There's pierogies. We're very, very Polish. Like, I just have an emotional attachment to the food and the memories that are attached to that day. I will have a gluten rash for three weeks after Christmas because I'm not going to do the gluten-free pasta situation because let me tell you, there's nothing better than the real freaking deal, okay? Holidays have that emotional attachment to food, right? We associate food with love and that is just something that happens and I'm acknowledging it. I know it. And I already have a plan to help me deal with it both emotionally and physically, right? My goal isn't to look like a Victoria's Secret model. My goal isn't to win the CrossFit Games. I just want to look and feel my best, right? I want to feel confident when I'm looking in the mirror. I want more energy. I want better sleep. And I want to be able to eat a dang piece of gluten-free cake if I feel like it, right? I don't ever want anyone to listen to this podcast and feel like they need to look a certain way or they need to be a certain way. The lifestyle that I promote is to feel your best and to wake up every single day and be proud of who you are and what you've accomplished. When I'm teaching, body burnout is my favorite thing to teach because it's literally showing someone their own physical strength. And their mental strength as well. It's not easy to go through a body burnout class, right? It's not easy. Life isn't easy. But I get to hold up an actual mirror to someone and have them look themselves in the face and see their physical strength and then push them to a place where they have to find their mental strength. It's like the most beautiful combination I've ever gotten to like be a part of. It's literally my dream class. But I want to hold up that same mirror to you. What is your goal in how you want to look and feel? I want you to feel confident when you look in the mirror, but I also want you to know that it doesn't fucking matter. I want you to know that your aesthetics have nothing to do with how good you are as a person, how loved you make other people feel, how valued you make other people feel, how you should feel about yourself when you go to sleep at night, right? So I want you to make any sort of journey that you have, uh, not about the physical appearance, but how you feel inside that physical body, right? There's been times where I have been a lot thinner than I am right now. I probably this time last year, no, I was probably the same size this time last year. Um, Six months ago, I was probably much, much, much like leaner, I guess. But I also wasn't loving the way that I was lifting. Like I wasn't lifting super duper heavy and lifting heavy makes me feel good. And so I'm eating more to lift heavier because that's the way that I prefer to move my body. That makes me feel confident because to me, strength is everything that it makes me feel good, right? Whereas for somebody else, keeping their mile time super duper low and being really lean makes them feel good in their physical body because they're proud of their physical accomplishments and not and the mindset that they had to be in to accomplish that run. 
is very, very different than the mindset that I have when I'm trying to pick something really heavy up off the ground, right? It's the same thing, but we're approaching it different ways nutritionally. But recovery is like still pretty much basically the same. Anyway, what I'm trying to get to is ignore those negative thoughts that come into your head when you go to indulge and splurge, enjoy it, but make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're sleeping. Make sure that you're kind to yourself. Make sure that you're moving and that you're drinking enough water because it is so easy to let the most basic things that make us feel our best go right out the window when we are in a high stress situation. Trust me, I've been there, done that, recorded the podcast about it. You guys, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Make good choices. Look both ways. I love you the most. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I go, um, Sweat Thrive Glow, private party, podcast, group, that's on Facebook. It's not the Katie Dudley show. It's the podcast listener show. I chime in, but I really want it to be about you guys connecting together. Join that group. Also, merch is coming. I got the proofs. We have two different products coming. One is in three colors. One is in two colors. They're coming very, very soon. I think we have like, I don't know, 60, probably 80, 80 units coming in. So 80 units of product coming in. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. All right. Now you guys can make good choices. Look both ways. I love you the most.